Good morning. If I can just rearrange the furniture a little, that's okay. I'm a, te- I'm a walker. I'll pace up and down and keep you entertained that way. Well, it's great to be with you this morning. Fantastic. Really enjoyed the service so far. Really appreciate the invitation and I'm sure that God's going to do some great things. I'd just like to bring greetings from our senior ministers, Pastor Joel and Sharon, Sharon Chalaya who I'm sure many of you know well. We bring greetings and uh, their love this morning and uh, are really glad to be with you. So let's pray this morning. Lord God, I just thank you for your goodness. I thank you, Lord, that there's not one person in this room that you don't love, you don't cherish, you don't have an amazing plan for. And you don't desire to live an incredible life, a satisfying life in you. A life of fullness and great blessing. So we thank you this morning. We worship you here today and bless you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I had a bit of a horrifying thing happen last night. I, was, um, I had a message all prepared to bring to you today. And uh, I felt all you know, prepared and ready to go. And I was just entering into prayer, just praying into this morning. And I felt God very quickly say, "Uh -uh, uh -uh, that's not what you should preach. I want you to preach this. So here we are. And uh, so I believe that the message I'm bringing this morning is a message that is important for some of you. may not be important for all of you, but I believe it can be. Uh, But I believe there's several people here who really need to hear this. So we're just going to believe God's going to do an amazing thing, okay? We good? All right. Who would agree that the Christian life is an amazing journey, an incredible journey? It challenges us, it sets us free, it changes us, it empowers our lives. And you know, it's a journey of getting to know our amazing Creator. And if you're serious about that journey with Him, He spends the rest of our lives revealing himself and his truths to us in this atmosphere of incredible creation. Isn't that amazing? That our lives can be spent learning God's truths in this amazing environment that he's created for us, that is just spectacular and that it's here for us to enjoy. Life can be fantastic and God desires that our life is good. Amen? Now, I was very encouraged to hear that You've been having a look at John 10.10. You've been ministering out of um, what Jesus said in that passage. And I'm going to read it to you. It's part of this message. And and, uh, it really encouraged me that I was on the right track with what I'm preaching this morning. John 10.10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Now, Jesus said this, so you need to listen up. Are you ready? I have come that you may have life. And that you may have it more abundantly. Now, isn't that an incredible promise from Jesus this morning? Now, you know, everything we read in the Bible needs to be read in uh, present tense. So you can read that scripture this morning that speaks to you and says, whatever you have now, whatever life you live now, Jesus wants more of an abundant life than what you're experiencing today. So whatever you're experiencing today, Jesus wants you to have more. Amen? And how he goes about that is by revealing his amazing truths through his word that causes us to be able to live lives that are free 
that are absolutely free and a life of fun and enjoyment in the Holy Spirit, a life of purpose and meaning. Amen. You know, Isaiah calls God the God of truth. Now, the truth is written in his word. Now, my experience was when I was a new Christian that initially this seemed hard to understand. And it seemed like a series of abstract stories and riddles about unusual people. But as I continued to look into it, I noticed that it reflected my condition. As I read its pages, it showed me who I was and the condition that I was in. Then as I allowed it to change and challenge me, amazing nuggets of truth were revealed in places where there'd only been words previously. And then life-changing wisdom seemed to bounce off the pages. Then the Word became alive. A daily interaction with a living being that challenged, provoked, loved, comforted, directed and inspired me. The word is important for our truth. So the reason why I've given you that foundation is this. Because this morning, I'd like to talk to you about a truth that God has been revealing to me through his word for some years now. And it started, the journey started with an encounter with that truth. With an encounter with his word. We need to be in his word so that we can encounter his truth. Amen? All right. Well, I happened to be sitting down at breakfast one morning, as I do, with my cereal and my Bible, and I read this scripture. And I might have read it 10 times before. I might have read it 100 times before. This is quite a few years ago, but it captured my attention. And I read this in Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Now, it said this, Be anxious for nothing. And I read it again. And it said, be anxious for nothing. And I thought, God, are you serious? Be anxious for nothing. God, don't you know that I have a business with employees? Don't you know that I have jobs to finish and financial deadlines to meet and I have continuing life dramas to sort? How can I ever live a life without being anxious? That intrigued me, so I read on. And the next part of it said this, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Now, that wasn't a surprise to me. I realized a long time before that I needed to pray about stuff. I needed to actually tell stuff and ask God stuff because I knew that James said, you don't have because you don't ask. And supplication just means to continually come humbly before God and bring those requests regularly to God. But my experience had been that just praying about things didn't cause the anxiety to go. Has anyone ever noticed that? That you can be deep in prayer with God and asking Him about situations, but it doesn't necessarily mean your anxiety leaves you. So this passage had my attention. And then I read two words that changed my life forever. And those two words I read that bounced off the page and struck me in the heart were, with thanksgiving. 
It started me on a journey that changed my life in the area of dealing with anxiety, how I worshipped, how I did relationships, and every facet of my life. We need to be having those encounters in the Word. It, I, I didn't plan that. God just planned it. I was reading along and all of a sudden this jumped out and grabbed me. We need to be having encounters in the Word. Amen. Well, after reading that, I thought, wow, I, I better keep reading. So I carried on and it said, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Well, I wanted that. I wanted that peace that surpasses all understanding. I didn't want to live anxious. I didn't want to live stressed. I wanted that peace. And what I realized was the whole world is looking for that peace. That's just what people want. What do they want out of life? Really, deep down, they just want to live a peaceful life. They want peace in their heart. And you know, my experience has been that living a life of thanksgiving has released that peace over my life. It's also released favor. It's also released anointing. And it's also released blessing. Because there is a power that goes with thanksgiving, that is far greater than the act itself. Now, let me say that again. There's a power that goes with thanksgiving that is far greater than the act of thanksgiving itself. Thanksgiving is a powerful weapon given by God to use so that you can overcome in life. Let's have a look at why. This is um, Psalm 95 too. Now being thankful, I believe, is the doorway to God's presence. Psalm 95 too says, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. So this is an instruction. If we want to come before the presence of God, so before we enter in, we've got to come before his presence with thanksgiving. And then Psalm 100 verse 4 goes one step further and says, enter his presence with thanksgiving. So who would like to spend more time in God's presence? Amen. Thanksgiving is a vital key to entering that place of thanksgiving. That's why we worship before we do anything else. Because before we worship and before we give thanks, then the presence of God is available to us. It's the key to the presence of God. Let's just try this now. Just close your eyes. I want you to consider the things in your life that give you stress, that cause you stress and anxiety. Lord God, I just thank you that you are in this room. Holy Spirit, I just thank you that you're here. You're just moving across this place, ministering to every heart. God, I thank you that you are able in this situation that there is no situation that is being considered in this place now that is larger than you, that you created all things. You created the heavens and the earth. You created every fiber of our being. You knew us before we were born. You understand us. You know our ways. God, you know this situation exists, but God, you are greater. 
So, Lord, we just ask that your peace would come. Your peace would start to flow out over these people now. And as they bring that situation to you, Lord, I ask that peace, peace would come. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your peace that surpasses every understanding that we could have. Thank you, Jesus. We can shift environments by thankfulness. God's presence is released in thankfulness. Now, I had this experience a while ago that really helped me to understand this. I was pastoring, uh, we were pastoring our church in Port Kennedy. We were been pastoring there for probably nine or ten years by this stage. And I just had to drive to Bunbury to pick something up. This was from Port Kennedy. So I'd take about an hour and a half. So I'm going, oh, yeah, okay, drive to Bunbury. So I got in my car and I put on some worship music as I did. And I was starting to listen to this worship music and I was starting to just thank God, you know, for who he was and for what he'd done in my life and started to thank him. And, and I felt the presence of God started to come in the car and, and, it, and it got heavier and heavier. And, and I just continued to just thank him and, and worship him. And, and the presence of God was so strong in the car. By the time I got to Bunbury, I'm thinking, no, I'm just going to keep driving. I, I just don't want to stop. This is just fantastic. God was just there. Anyway, I stopped. I got out of the car. I did what I had to do. I got back in the car and I drove another hour and a half back, just thanking and, and worshipping God. And the presence of God was so strong that by the time I got back to our church, I could barely get out of the car. In fact, I probably shouldn't have been driving. But the presence of God was so thick. And, you know, that was on me for days. I could experience and sense his presence for probably a couple of days after that. I actually ministered out of that on that Sunday. And I realized one thing out of that experience. I hadn't asked for anything. I hadn't come with my prayer list. In fact, I hadn't prayed about anything. All I had done was just spend time with God and just thank him and just release worship to him. He's looking for us to, to connect with him through thankfulness and worship. Anyway, when your genuinely thankful heart comes before his presence, he loves that. He loves that thankful heart. And he responds to that. How does he respond to that? With the peace that surpasses all understanding, with blessing and with anointing. What does being thankful to God do to us? Okay. We start to see ourselves in the proper perspective. Because when we're thankful, if I'm thankful to you for helping me, then I'm recognizing that it's not me that's done that. You understand? I'm saying I couldn't do this unless you had helped me. When I'm thankful to you, I'm recognizing the fact that you have done what I couldn't do or you have helped me in a situation. So we start to recognize that we're not in control, that we can't do this without him. When we get thankful to God and stay thankful to God, we recognize that God is in control here. See, thankfulness is a place of humility before God. I've realized that pride will eliminate thankfulness and thankfulness will eliminate pride see the world is training us to be unthankful 
You know, I'm a self-made man. I did it my way. And no, I'm not going to sing. The world trains us to be, to be ungrateful. Have you noticed how many times on TV, you watch TV, all these sitcoms or whatever it is or, or you know, shows, where they don't say thanks to each other. You watch. How often? Do, do, they don't say thanks. The world is training us to be unthankful. It's something we have to purposefully work against as Christians. You know, David, the psalmist, and the king got this in Psalm 69.30. He said, I will praise the name of the Lord with song and magnify him with thanksgiving. When we magnify God, when we praise him with thanksgiving, he becomes bigger in our sight and bigger in our eyes. Suddenly, the things that stress us and cause us anxiety get smaller and smaller. Have you noticed with a magnifying glass or even a microscope, for instance, you're looking down the barrel of the microscope with one eye closed, so all you're seeing is what you're focused on, and it's much larger. It's not a distortion. It's actually the reality of what that thing is. You can just see it better. And that's exactly the same with God. When we start to magnify God through thanksgiving in our lives, He starts to take the place that He rightfully deserves. He start to, we start to see who He really is. You know, I heard this story, I'll just do this briefly, of one of the mercy ship captains. Now, if you don't know who the mercy ships were, they were, they were an organisation who had a couple of ships and they would go around the world and they would help with humanitarian helps into different situations of need all over the world. And one of the Mercy Ship's captains, ship was broken down in an obscure location. They anchored in a bay and they could not fix this ship with the gear and equipment people they had on board. And he had deadlines to meet and he was very stressed. And he's down on his cabin floor going, God, God, how do I deal with this enormous situation that I'm in? How do I, how do I fix this? And he said that in a, in a vision or a trance, he doesn't know which, he, he just saw himself through in space with God. And he's flying through space, past galaxy after galaxy after galaxy, after, and past solar systems. And, and he saw our solar system in, in the distance. And, and as he flew through space, passing all these amazingly huge planets and, and solar systems and galaxies and all that stuff... He got closer and closer to our solar system. He passed our sun, which was like just enormous, and passed our planets and, and towards the earth. And he saw the, the nation in which his ship was anchored. And as he got closer and closer, he saw his ship coming, climbing closer and closer until he was bang back on his cabin floor. And he felt God say to him, tell me about your big problem. When we see God in the pers right perspective, our problems are the right size. So anxiety stems from God not being where he should be. Okay? Now God is exalted in thankfulness. This can change your life. This changed my life. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace, there's that peace again, let the peace of God rule in your heart to which also you were called in one body. And be thankful. Just tacked on the end. You know, three times in Scripture, 
peace and thankfulness are mentioned in the same verses with thankfulness just tacked on the end. You notice there's a key there? There's a key to living life. There's a truth that needs to be learned. That peace and thankfulness are connected scripturally. Colossians 4.2 said, Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. It's a reoccurring theme. Okay, so how do, how do you move or how do I move into a thankful life? I would start with this. Start with looking for the good. And thank Him for that. Now this isn't just the enormous. This is the good every day, every moment. This is a relational thing. The thing I love about God, He's all about relationship. So this is about you thinking about Him and being connected to Him constantly during your day to day and thanking Him for the good things. Thank Him for the small things. Thank Him that you've got a roof over your head. Thank you that you've got two legs to walk on. Thank you that you're breathing. That's worth thanking Him for. You might be sitting here this morning going, well, Pastor, I've just got nothing to thank Him for. My life's a mess. It's out of control. I have situations that I, I just cannot get through. My life is a total mess. Well, I want you to start with this. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So if you've given your life to Jesus Christ today, He's saved you. He's set you free. You have eternal life. You've got enormous things to give Him thanks for. Every day of your life, you should be giving Him thanks for your salvation. Now let me speak to you. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ this morning, this is amazing. You know why? Because you can do that right now. Because that opportunity is available to you every day of your life. So no matter whether we've given our life to Jesus Christ or not, we still have something to give Him thanks for. Whether you receive that gift or not, it's still worth thanking Him for it because it's available to you today. Do you want to go a little deeper? Just quickly. Doing all right? Okay, this is 1 Corinthians 14, 13. I'm sort of aware of the time. It says this, Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind, my understanding is unfruitful. So, so we, we're all on the same page of what we're talking about here. We're talking about speaking in tongues and not understanding what we're saying. We're talking about the prayer language that comes from the Spirit. We're talking about speaking in the Spirit. And it says, what is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit. I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. I will also sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless the Spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks? Since he does not understand what you say. For indeed you give thanks well, but the other is not edified. Now consider this for a minute. There's only a few places in Scripture where what we're doing when we speak in tongues is explained. 
And this is one of them. One of the things that you do and you do well when you speak in tongues is give thanks. What a powerful thing. So when you're speaking in tongues, you're actually giving thanks. You're glorifying God. You're doing other things as well, I believe, but you, you, you're giving thanks. And it says that, that you're giving thanks well. Now, the other scripture, one of the other scriptures that talks about what we're doing, it says, he, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. So we're not only giving thanks, we're edifying ourselves. Now, there's the connection again between thankfulness and the release of peace over our own lives. Because I know that as we're edified as Christians, peace is released. We're built up. We're strengthened. So isn't it amazing that whether you're praying in the Spirit or whether you're giving thanks in the natural, you are being built up in both. It's an amazing connection. Look, so far we've talked about giving thanks in our relationship with God, right? But let me explain this to you, that living a life of thanksgiving will transform all your relationships. Start being genuinely thankful for the people around you or to the people around you and watch your life change. Now... Denise and I have been married for 33, 32 years. Long time. And, you know, it, it hasn't always been great. We went through some quite turbulent times early in our relationship. We struggled over who would lead. We're both fairly headstrong people. We're both fairly opinionated. And we struggled over how this relationship would work for a long time. We battled. And... Um, we were Christians all, our, all of our married life. And I was praying one day and I was saying to God, God, why'd you give me such a difficult woman? God, why couldn't have you given me an easy woman? Someone who thought like I thought. And, and you know, someone who's just easier. Why, why did you give me such a difficult woman? And you know, God smacked me. And you know what he said? He said, this woman deserves to be loved. Now, I knew that was God because that was the opposite of what I was thinking at the time. You know how that happens? So I knew that was God speaking. That didn't come out of my head. But, you know, I, I was shocked by that. It, it really caught me off guard. But over the period of the next couple of days, I thought about that statement. I thought, she deserves to be loved. Well, I suppose. Why she deserve to be loved? And then I thought, well, you know, she's faithful and she's reliable and... She's a great mother, and she's an excellent friend, and, and she's a good cook, and she loves me, and she's respectful, and she's intelligent, and she's just amazing. And I started to thank God for the things that he showed me about my wife. And I tell you, our relationship changed. When I started to get up every morning and go, thank you, God, you've given me an amazing woman that she is. She's beautiful and she's strong and she's an excellent mother and she's reliable and she's faithful. I started to thank God and that has dramatically changed our relationship. Men, start to get thankful for your wives. See, I'm not talking about... Amen. 
I'm not talking about natural positive thinking here, okay? This is a supernatural truth that God's power is released through. So when I started to be thankful for my wife and go, God, thank you so much for my wife. A supernatural power was available to change our relationship. It shifted us dramatically. Psalm 119.61 says, also King David, The cords of the wicked have bound me, but I have not forgotten your law or truth. At midnight I will, I will rise and give you thanks. See, David realized the peace that surpasses all understanding comes from thanksgiving. He realized that when he felt like he was bound and there was no hope and there was enemies on every side, he realized that the thing to do was to get up and give thanks. You know, thanksgiving is spiritual warfare. It is spiritual warfare. You want to do spiritual warfare over your kids? Get thankful. Do spiritual warfare over your workplace? Get thankful. See, Job 3.25 says, The thing I feared most and what I have dreaded has come upon me. Now, I firmly believe that the things that we fear in our hearts are drawn into our world. So we need to be a people who start to give thanks and start to release those things of fear and not live anxiety and those things won't be drawn into our world. It's funny, I've noticed that the people who are most fearful about certain things are the most likely to have those things happen. It's just a spiritual law. I'm not saying it's God's law, it's just a, it's just a law. We need to counter those things with thankfulness. And what I've found is that if you live in this constant thankful state eventually the devil sort of gives up on you because if you can if you can find something to be thankful for out of every situation of negativity that happens in your life in the end the devil goes oh not not this guy again even sent calamity and he's thankful to God use every situation to give thanks every situation to give thanks so how we respond to these situations is key. So maybe the band could join me if that's okay, if you do that. Now I want to read to you 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. Now you need to hear this if you're a Christian. Are you ready? Have you ever wondered what the will of God for you is? Have you ever wondered what God's purpose and plan for you is? Well, it says here, it says, rejoice always. It says, pray without ceasing. It says, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You need to know that scripture. Rejoice, pray without ceasing, and give thanks. So what is the will of God for you? Thanksgiving. See, Thanksgiving is not a thing to do. It's a life to live. And allow God to develop this truth deeply in your life. And then start to release it into your world.
and watch how your world changes. Why not try thankfulness over your spouse and over your children? Or thankful over your families? How about thankfulness over your pastors? Thankfulness over your church? We sometimes get into cycles of praying for what we want to change. Make sure you balance that with thanking Him for what exists. How about this one? Why not get thankful for your boss and your work colleagues? Get thankful for those around you and watch your life change. Thankfulness releases favor, opportunity, anointing, and authority and deals with the pride monster in our life. Thankfulness puts you into his presence or draws you into his presence, puts God in his rightful place and releases peace and an abundance blessing upon your life. I'd like this morning to read a scripture over you. So if you, maybe you could just close your eyes. I'd like to read Colossians 2, verse 6 to 7. And it says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Abounding in it with thanksgiving. We need to start to shake off some of the negative thoughts and negative cycles that we live in. We need to start pushing back against the things that causes anxiety and stress and replace those things with thankfulness to God that He has those situations in hand, that He sees, that He understands, that He's big enough to deal with those situations. And worship Him because worship releases His presence through thanksgiving. Lord, we just thank You that You're in this place this morning. We thank you that you are dispelling fear and anxiety. We thank you, Lord, that your hand is upon every person. Lord, I ask that you would bring thankfulness into their heart for the situations that exist. You're working in them. You're moving across. Jesus. Just as our eyes are bowed now, eyes are closed and heads are bowed on. I'd just like to ask this morning if there's anyone in this room today who has never connected their life to Jesus Christ, as I mentioned before, this is avail this gift, this gift is available to you today. Now, it's available to you. All you need to do is be genuinely 
ready in your heart to receive that gift. Ask for forgiveness for your past and move into a new future in relationship with Him. You can have a life that's full of peace, full of abundance and full of anointing. If that's you this morning, if there's anyone here this morning who's never committed their life to Jesus Christ, if you would like to do that for the first time, I'd like you to give me a wave. We'd love to pray for you. That's all. I'm not going to call you out the front. We're just going to pray a prayer together. I have one regret about giving my life to Jesus Christ, that I didn't do it earlier. Don't wait another week, another month, another year. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just worship you and honor you today. We thank you for the blessings that you bestow on our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you are moving and guiding us, directing us into places in you that we've never been before. Thank you, Lord, that this next decade is going to be a decade like we haven't seen. It's going to be a decade where your power and your anointing is more available than we've experienced in the past. We just thank you, Lord, that you are doing new things. And with those new things, we need new understanding about entering your presence, about releasing fear and anxiety and stepping into those places of peace. Lord, we just thank you that you're doing a new thing. We bless you and honor you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. Follow us on Instagram at The Lift Church or on Facebook at Lift Church Perth. That will give you all the up-to-date information about what's happening in the life of our church. Thanks again for listening. God bless.